0: Welcome to Pitching Tents, the File Entertainment Movie Pitching Podcast, and today we are going to be pitching our vision for an altered version of the Star Wars sequel trilogy. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. Now, this one came about because now that the sequel trilogy is complete, there has been quite a lot of critical backlash, especially on YouTube, uh, to the fact that basically Disney didn't have a plan and kind of just uh, winged three films one after the other, hoping to try and find some kind of critical and commercial success. They certainly found the latter. Former is where they kind of fell down. And after watching a couple of these videos myself, I kind of got inspired to try and fix this. So this isn't a from the ground up pitching intense episode. It's more of a what would you call this, Darren? Some kind of script doctoring, a little bit like the last episode? Or is this a,
1: uh, I don't know, like a blue sky thinking? How, how would you define this episode? Well, this is the thing. Um, it was kind of open to interpretation how far you want to take, fix the new Star Wars trilogy. And as per, we've taken slightly different routes. Um, so I, I'd say yeah, it, it's part script doctoring because the, the basic thing is, neither of us have gone for we're going to start again, brand new cast, brand new storyline, change everything. So, because that would just take too much time and would take, you know, maybe two episodes apiece to explain our ideas. So this was more, you can't change everything, but if you could make some changes, what would you do in order to improve them? Uh, Because we came out on the other side, we've kind of been like, because it feels a bit not as bad as the prequels, which just have a lot more detractors. I think these have detractors for other reasons, but it, it still feels like we've come at the back end of it, going, "Well, was it really worth it?" Yes, it made a lot of money, so commercially, it was worth it. But have we? Do we really feel we've enriched the Star Wars canon? And if not, then there's room for improvement, maybe, and we're going to have a go at outsmarting the biggest media corporation on the planet goes yeah why not
0: um like darren said there, there were rules that we'd kind of self put in so cast changes are not okay you can't recast ray you can't recast Finn. nor oh. can you put them Uh-oh. oh wait what oh you've done that i i've, I've made one just one okay that's fine we'll, we'll let that go we'll let that go um and basically all that collection of characters cannot change though you can't go and suddenly Ray is now Kira from the original script or Finn oh. is now Jason Solo something like that.
1: Oh. Oh, is that what you've done? Oh my god. Uh, only uh, again, only one, just one and that's it. Okay, fine. And it's a slight change, not a massive change. Well,
0: apart from that one that Darren <laughs> has done, Generally speaking, you have to use the old the, the current films as a springboard for improvement rather than a page one rewrite. This is not changing Force Awakens to some some other film or Rise of Skywalker to Jewel of the Fates. It's not that. It's this is the film that we got, but wouldn't it have been better if this happened instead? Yeah. You're allowed to change the plot. Mine became a butterfly effect of changing one thing in. Force Awakens, which then led to the rise, the, my version of the Rise of Skywalker being totally different. So that's fine, but they are still the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, and the Rise of Skywalker.
1: That's those are the films. See, I, mine... I think I'm making sense here. I don't know. Well, obviously you were making sense to us when we started mentioning this, but then I went off script and changed two things. But we, we've taken slightly different routes. And Michael is going first this week, and. Yeah. It, it's a slightly more, um, put it this way, he hasn't done a list of 10 points that he wants to change. That's because I have done a list of 10 things I'd like to change for succinctness. Um, but you'll be explaining how those 10 things affect all three films, I imagine. Yes, yes. So they're, they're small they're, they're small changes, feasible changes, that wouldn't have involved either millions of pounds going up or a complete recasting and starting again. These are functional changes that could have been made, not saying they should have been made, but I think these address a lot of the problems that we had with, with at least with the big glaring issues that people had with those films. Yeah, I, I, I've i tried to
0: approach that as well. Mine kind of had a couple of tenets that I had to follow. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you what, let's just get into it, shall we? Because Go. the more we delay, the less we're actually going to make sense. So in rewriting the sequel trilogy this is the approach that i took the basic tenets were all the main characters can't be wasted their plot through lines have to make sense they have to have a clear start middle and end and they have to not get lost on the wayside to make other characters look better uh, hence so for example the way in which finn kind of His role deteriorated more and more as the sequel trilogy went on. That's not what we're going to do. We've actually given Finn a lot more to do in my version. Um, And the other thing is we are not going to introduce surprise elements for surprise elements sake. We're going to keep those things actually in canon and trying to subvert expectations. But in a way that is not just contradicting previous entries or the franchise as a whole. That was it. We want something to be surprising, but thematic. So those are my my two pillars, so to speak. Right. We start with The Force Awakens, uh, which can be summed up in the line, it's mostly the same, but with minor tweaks. And I have only got three points written down for how I would tweak The Force Awakens to prepare for the changes that are coming later on. Uh, The first one is the First Order and their place in the galaxy it has to be a mystery i think the fact that it was basically just a rewrite version of the empire is not good enough it was very much a case of who's wearing the costume this century and I, i don't think that was really conducive to giving the first order any sense of mystery so i've not got any problem with them being like the empire but they're Presence needs to be sudden. It needs to be a surprise and it needs to be something that initially, in the spaces in between six and seven, uh, wasn't taken as seriously as it should have been. And that's when we arrive in seven, where they are a prevalent problem. This is a mystery that's actually going to be solved later on in the trilogy. Uh, but sort of, Starkiller Base and the construction should be a total surprise. It sh- it, it's not unlike. It's not unlike how the Death Star is treated in Episode 4, like with a, that's no moon, that's a space station, it's more, that's no planet, oh my god, they're doing this again. And not just like a another Death Star moment, but like, how did we not notice this? H- how has this eluded our thing? A little bit like how um, the Sith are re- reintroduced, quote-unquote, in The Phantom Menace. Like, we yep. thought this was dead not so much a a continued attitude of well there's always going to be an empire it's more we thought we dealt with this this is now a surprise uh so that sets up a lot more that's happening in the last jedi um the second big change in force awakens for me would be we need to start finn on a better path other than just he exists to be a total fake out i think that was it would have been cool had he been the main Jedi character. That would have been cool. It's not what they did, so let's do something different. In my version, um, I don't want... Because we see Finn just impaling stormtroopers on Takadana. And that that really annoyed me. Because I think you have the opportunity to tell the story of a pacifist. And I would really like it is if Finn didn't kill stormtroopers. It's a small change kind of it weaves into the narrative for the next two films of he's a driving force for freedom and rehabilitation he knows that the the kids who've been drafted into be stormtroopers are essentially brainwashed they have been given false uh, sort of fake news and propaganda in order to make them think that the first order is the one true way and they're not you treat the First Order more like a cult and less like a military operation and more of it starts to make sense. This gives Finn a better through line for the next two films rather than just being sidelined to do a casino plot line and whatever his role in The Rise of Skywalker was. And he was just fucking eye candy, wasn't he? You know, he, he didn't really have a part to play. He was supposed to tell Ray something and then he didn't. And that yeah. was the extent
1: of his plot. I am struggling to remember what exactly he did in, the, in Rise of Skywalker.
0: Yeah, like he wasn't even like the complainer. That was Poe. Like Poe po was yeah. just the Debbie Downer, and then you just got Ray doing cool Ray things.
1: He met the lady with the space horse.
0: Yeah, who was also another an ex Stormtrooper.
1: Yeah, then, that's about it.
0: There was about a thirty-second scene where they were talking about their horrible experience in the First Order. Make more of it roll with that make him be like i don't i don't i don't want to use these words because this is gonna sound weird but like make it the schindler's list moment you know it's it's the man who's charging towards freedom it's the man who's trying to stop the wars in the star wars you know there's a clear line to the end of this story with him right so that's that's my change i'd make with finn he ain't killing any stormtroopers i would still have him duel against kylo ren at the end because Kylo Ren is, you know, the oppressor. He is the man who's enslaved him. And I think that would, keeping that moment where he initially fails against him would be really powerful for his character, especially with how I've treated him for the next two films. And the third point for The Force Awakens, it's really small, but I think it would add so much more world building. Starkiller Base, the planet that it's built inside, it's Ilum. I think just a small change like that of just the first thing the first order did that on their first big public kind of, we are the first order we are here. It's, and this Jedi stronghold, this place in which Jedi younglings used to come and you prove themselves and construct their lightsabers and, you know, be part of the order it's ours now. And it's no longer being used as a place of training, meditation and self actualization. It's a weapon. And the only way you can stop it being a weapon is destruction. It's almost it's almost goading the republic. It's almost as if saying, "There's no way you can unconvert this. We've already got rid of the Kyber inside of the planet. We've already, you know, gotten rid of the temples that were here. It's destroy this and lose this this pillar of your community, or die." Mm-hmm. And I think that really makes them more Im- more imposing. And you know, for for a lot of the audience, say say episode seven is their first film that line means nothing it's just some world building the film is still the same say your audience has been with the the franchise since the prequel trilogy or the even before that with the original that's gonna mean something that's something from the expanded canon that means something so much as so that it was a corner it was like a major plot point in the latest um the jedi fallen order game like ilum means something to star wars fans even if it doesn't mean anything to new fans, you can have it be there as a thread to carry you through.
1: Okay. So that's
0: that's actually everything I would change. There is there's a few little bits of sort of like line changes that I would like to do. Mainly in the fight before the end, where Ray and Finn are staring down Kylo Ren and he's like, We're not done. I would like him to kind of like reel back whilst looking at Ray. And kind of look, 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 he's got like a headache going on. And um, and before he throws her back with the force and she tries to shoot him with the gun, he just looks at her and he says, ah, so that's what you are. And just set up that little mystery because we've had we've got the mystery of uh, who were her parents jogging along. But the the, the mystery of what Ray is or who Ray is. Mm-hmm. only really comes up in the last jedi when you enter the click cave so i'd like to set that up slightly earlier especially because of what i'm going to do with ray i just like i'd like i'd like at the very at the last point you're going to see kylo ren in the first film he is one step ahead i would really like that okay, okay. so that's force awakens it's basically the fucking same like right up, up to every single point that you may or may not like about the force awakens up to and including Chewie doesn't get a hug Because I'm going to make that work um, It's the sa- it's the same film Because I wanted to build off the mysteries that was started in that film Rather than contradict them for no good reason Right On to The Last Jedi uh, Summed up in a sentence Huge rewrites are needed But the themes will be salvaged and hopefully improved Mm-hmm it starts with getting rid of the canto bite subplot.
1: I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. No, I can I can see why that was the first on the chopping board.
0: Yeah, uh that's gone as is rose. That that entire thing is gone. It, we've probably saved a bit of money there. Um we've now changed the fin subplot to be a sorry, uh, the post subplot to be a Finn and post subplot. Um this now becomes a spy hunt on the resistance ships. So you keep the light, the uh, light speed tracking element in there. You still have it be like a really slow chase scene. Cause I think that can work, mm-hmm. but it's not so much. The clock is ticking on how many jumps can we make because we're running out of petrol. Cause that was fucking stupid. The, the plot is now we're not being tracked because of like a specific piece of technology or being tracked because there's a spy on board feeding information back to the first order about where we are. Right, So I think that fixes it This is where I'd retool the character of DJ From the Kanto Bite sequence And this is where I'd actually Bring forward The character of Zori Bliss From The Rise of Skywalker um, I'd want to retool them as kind of like Mercenaries Like an old mercenary cell Or like a crime cell And then you have that thing of The doubt is cast upon who the spy is Because Poe seems to know dj and zori finn used to be x um ex first order what who is holdo and why is she now suddenly in charge after princess leia goes into the uh into the back to tank you know that nobody trusts anybody divisions are being drawn up and it only takes one line to do that which is which is just dj casually saying there is a spy in the first uh, there is a first order spy in your ranks and every second he's alive, the more of the resistance will die. And that and that's it. It's now, it's now a spy hunter. The second plot now becomes more about espionage and people having to justify themselves to the cause. He can throw up tensions, you can throw up, you know. You know, Finn and Poe were like best mates in that first film. Imagine if now suddenly they're both suspicious of each other. I think okay. that would be really effective as kind of like. It's a more insidious way in which the dark side can influence you, even if you're not force sensitive. Mm-hmm. The dark side is not just—it's not just lightning and red lightsabers. It is its deceit and its confusion and its turning people against each other.
1: Okay, I like it.
0: The Luke plot line—it's mostly kept the same. He's still on Acto. Ak- Ak- he's still put himself into exile. He's still a hermit, and he still cut himself off from the Force, and he still wants the Jedi to die. I know that that pissed off a lot of people. Like, well, Luke should be more hopeful, and yeah, you, you're right, he should. But I think if you give him a good enough reason to not be, then it doesn't seem so contrary. Right. The problem. The the problem was is just he he accidentally nearly killed his nephew and then he thought fuck it all and ran off it that's a bit weak i think that needs to be that needs to be part of the equation but not the whole equation i think the whole equation is that and we saw it in the trailers that luke is in he has ownership of the journal of the wills that's a big thing so let's let's play around with that whilst luke Was reading the Journal of the Wills on Acto, he starts to understand what Snoke is. Now that he knows that, he knows that the Jedi and the Sith are actually two sides of the same coin, and both of them are futile attempts to harness the power of the Force. The fact is that what Snoke is in this rewrite version, you can't defeat him with either side. You can't defeat him with the good side, you can't defeat him with the bad it's like trying to disagree with god luke's sac- sacrifice would still eventually happen and it, he would be able to understand what his role in the future generations is but when we meet him he's not so much bitter and sort of sorry for what he's done to his um, to to his nephew it's more just a, what actually was the point like now i know the truth and the truth is undeniable there is no winning here so i should probably talk about what snoke is shouldn't i i think that that Mm -hmm. is the big thing because what snoke was in this trilogy was a fake out and that was bullshit yeah (laughs) honestly it was like he was just an emperor standing that got stabbed in the fucking side and died and that was it And he was obscenely powerful And it was never explained why I'm going to explain why Okay Snoke is a will Ooh I I would want to kind of retool the wills A little bit Because for some odd reason George Lucas wanted the wills to be The midichlorians As in like they are Microscopic beings, and in his version of episode seven, they were going to go into the microbiotic world of the wills.
1: Oh, god, I didn't,
0: I did not want to do that. Um, my version of the wills are they are retooled to be the living force, they are force beings, they are the force incarnate, and they are they act a lot like the watchers in the Marvel Universe, they observe and chronicle and sort of go with the
1: will of the force so to speak sorry i know you said the force incarnate but for some reason your microphone cracks i thought you said they're the force in cardiff i was like oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh god yeah um I, I so snoke's mention, welsh but... right. <laughs> yeah. so snoke's now being played by reese fans yeah
1: uh, <laughs> wouldn't be a bad call he's a good actor but uh, not what i was going for okay <laughs> oh no no i'm just seeing tom jones But with all the Snoke bad shit happened to his face. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, carry on. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: That is, I mean, I mean, give Tom Jones a couple of years. He will look like that. (laughs) He
1: will, he will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So Snoke being a will kind of tells you what they're up against because the wills are, like I said, the watchers like in the Marvel Universe. They observe, but they never intervene because of their immense power. But Snoke went rogue. Snoke. Is actually much the entire reason that the dark side exists and an imbalance is achieved. He has exclusively influenced major players in the dark side of the Force um, throughout the years. Now we're talking Darth Bane, we're talking Darth Plagueis, Palpatine, and now Ben Solo. This time, Snoke has actually come out from behind the curtain um, because he doesn't need to hide. This time, he is confident that he can just show himself as a god and win and just the way that he thinks the world should be run is the way it should be run that so there you go it is it's no longer this this smoke and mirrors and then all of a sudden palpatine is back it's now we dealt with the people that listened to this voice in their back of their head and now we are fighting the voice we we, we've essentially come across the star wars version of the devil right um so that is but we're still going to have that scene in which snow does get killed and he's still that form is still going to die but it means nothing it's one face of many just because kylo ren is still tr- is killing the past in that film um and his outlook is now to destroy all sith and all jedi he still does it it just doesn't work because <laughs> Snoke will be our big bad For the next film He will return as kind of a You know c- We're playing a little bit with If you strike me down I'll become more powerful than you can imagine
1: But he will it's become a like-
0: Phantom menace ah! No um, <laughs> But it's, it's just that thing of He can return The wills have control over life itself the, You wonder where Darth Plagueis and people like that got that power to cheat death it was because it was created by snoke as a right. will as somebody who can bend the force can influence the galaxy as a whole he if he doesn't want to die he's not going to so maybe yeah. that's setting the stakes a little bit high but i felt like you have to do something with snoke you have to make something that is not just he's an old man in a chair because that is fucking boring
1: He's a tube baby.
0: He's a tube baby. <laughs> oh, my God. The vat of fucking Snokes. Good God. I
1: mean, it was, it's stupid, but it's still glorious. It, it is, yeah. So we're still...
0: the The middle of the film is still much the same. We're going to see how um sort of dj and zori bliss play both sides of the war and all that nonsense and we're still going to keep the the three lessons from luke with ray we're not going to have luke throw the lightsaber he's going to drop it to the floor instead and be like i saw this power once before in ben solo it doesn't scare me then it does now because i i think i would want luke to understand what ray is as well i think and it would make sense that at the at the moment the three most powerful beings in the universe being Snoke, Ben, and Luke, all understand or get it, but Ray doesn't, as somebody who could be even more powerful than all three. So I'm going to jump to the end of the last Jedi because that's where the big change is coming. Because honestly, especially with the Luke storyline, I think it was fine. It was just it was just how shittily handled the spy hunt was. And how crap Canto about it was in its entirety that really bothered me about The Last Jedi. Right. I think once you you add better context to the spy hunt and you really start playing with people's emotions and just give Luke a better reason to be afraid, because he found out that not only do the wills exist, but one of them went rogue. You you add stakes. You raise oh. it. Because we're talking about the eighth episode in, in a nine episode saga if the stakes can't be raised this late into the game when will they be raised fair enough um so the big reveals from the end would be that bear with me i just need to get to my notes let's talk about what ray is what i've retooled ray to be and i've actually rewritten some dialogue from kylo ren so if you imagine the scene In Snoke's uh, throne room. So Snoke still gets impaled by the lightsaber. But instead of just like keeling over. Looking surprised. He draws a simple smirk. And laughs as that form dies. They have that fight. um, With Rey and Kylo Ren. Against the temple guards. And then you get that scene. Where. Kylo's trying to get Ray to join him so now You still get the whole it's time To let old things die Snoke Skywalker the Sith the Jedi the Rebels let it all Die Ray, I want you to join me yada 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 But when Ray Says don't do this don't go this way Kylo Ren responds with you're Still holding on let go And now the new dialogue is Do you know what I felt The first time we dueled Do you want to know what you are Do you even know what You are or have you hidden it away you know the truth. Say it. Who were your parents? Ray responds with the line from the movie, which is they were nobody. Kylo Ren says this. Wrong. They were no one. They don't exist. Whatever you think your part to play is, is nothing but a fabrication. When I was training under Snoke, he showed me the spaces in between all things. How the force lives and dies, creates and kills, and sometimes how chaos has its part to play. My grandfather was much like you, a virgin birth, considered to be a miracle. In actuality, it was an act of the force, an intervention. But you, you're another step beyond that. Born from no one, calling no place home, created from nothingness. An anomaly in the force. That's what you are. You wonder why it is you're a part of history, but you shouldn't exist. This is the power of an anomaly. It bends everything to its will. You have no place in this story, so you moulded yourself. You molded it around yourself like a rip in the Force itself. You're a ball of untapped energy, powerful for sure, but random, clumsy, chaotic, and above all, dangerous. Nobody cares who you are, merely the power you represent. To them, you're nothing, but not to me. I understand what you are. Join me. So in that... We've made Ray an anomaly, literally a ball of chaotic energy. She has no lineage. She has no parents. The idea that everybody loved from The Last Jedi was Ray from nowhere being a stand-in for anyone can be a part of this story. I wanted to tweak that, and I wanted it to make kind of a bit of fear around it, I guess. So, she in in the same way that Anakin was a virgin birth because that was the force trying to rebalance itself imagine this being a case of for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction sure we created anakin skywalker and at least in the original trilogy he brought balance to the force raise the opposite of that raise the chaotic energy born from from that intervention she shouldn't exist because she's an accident she is Everything and nothing all at the same time. She presents herself as raw and tapped energy, which we saw in The Rise of Skywalker. She was able to use dark side powers as well as light. Ordinarily, you'd be closed off from one or the other. She can use both and it not corrupt her either way. That is valuable to Kylo Ren because he too understands going from one side to the other and being used for his power. But we've also put that element in of... Yes, Ray doesn't actually have a place in the story But she can bend the reality around her So that she's the most important Mm -hmm. Because she doesn't belong to anything Or anyone or anywhere She can take the stories that she hears in her life And say, that's my story So it's kind of a little bit of a commentary on Self-insert fan fiction Which this sequel trilogy was a little bit of already but it's it's kind of making it a bit meta it's like yes star wars is your story and you can put yourself in it but this is this is the consequence you become dangerous i think because and and then we we still have the commentary on lineage with kylo ren and the heroes that come from nothing with ray but we've just made it so much more interesting right uh, so that's that's how we tie off the ray thing after their battle ray would actually go into hiding she wouldn't return to the resistance which would set up what she's doing in the new version of the rise of skywalker um in the spy hunt subplot you find out that finn is the spy it's not so much that he's still actively working for the first order but because of his brainwashing he he kind of drifts in and out of consciousness Um, And feeds the information back Because that's what's been ingrained in him Um, So they were doing this spy hunt And Finn would never dob Sorry, Poe would never dob Finn in But the resolution is that The First Order know where they are Because Finn's telling them Due to his programming Which I think would be a really cool way Of giving them a little bit more depth later on Which means that Finn would want to do His suicide run on the the Laser battering ram thing uh, on crate because he feels like he has to do it in the name of redemption. It's mm. not just and we and we get rid of that really fucking stupid moment where he's saved at the last minute and we we fight to save the things we look we get rid of that. I'm gonna make Finn complete the suicide run. Oh. Then, but he narrowly survives oh. losing losing quite a lot of his limbs. Like it's an Anakin situation. Right. Um basically he would then be after Kylo Ren. Now, Kylo Ren doesn't assume the title of Supreme Leader in my version. That would go to Hooks, just because I would want to give some Hux something to do in the next film rather than just I'm the spy and then immediately get shot. Um, so Kylo Ren's kind of like an outcast in the First Order now because he's, you know, he's killed the main guy that kind of doesn't tend to go very well. Um, Finn would be found by the First Order. And recaptured, retortured, and basically built into a new version of Captain Phasma. So Phasma would still die in this version. Finn would still have that victory, but he would then he would then be forced into a cycle. So yeah, he's killed off the new Phasma, but he's taken his place. He's been shown that he is not adverse to the cycles of the dark side, right. um, which would inadvertently make Poe fail to find the spy which means that he still has to learn humility and stop being a hothead and all those lessons and you still get to keep the holdo maneuver everyone loves it we still get to keep it um yeah that that's that's the long and short of it it's it's saying I'm not saying that the tone of the last jedi wasn't was the problem far from it i think the tone of the last jedi was really on point and added a lot of perspective but it all felt contrary to what star wars is so that's where i've gone right okay if you want to do if you want to do this whole force attunement thing with the force dyad make it that it's because it's the two most powerful force users outside of the wills that's wh- that's why they've been linked by snoke because one can feed off the other the chaotic energy that ray exudes simply by existing can fuel kylo ren's advancement to the dark side and make him one of the most powerful force users in the known galaxy luke is still a hermit yes but he's a hermit because he understands the futility of the battle that he was fighting the whole time That whole thing of the universe being on his shoulders was a fallacy he was always going to lose because the wills were always going to play their part um and then finn you've got you've got more of that kind of no matter how hard you try to run the cycles of your past will always catch up to you and In the end, the dark side will always have that influence because you you can still you can choose who you want to be, yes, but ultimately your past will catch up to you. And then Poe, it gives him something to do in the third film. It teaches him a lesson about you know about trust and loyalty and making calculated moves rather than just acting entirely on instinct. So that's when we get to The Rise of Skywalker this would have to be a page one rewrite i've changed so much we can't keep that macguffin chase in there you right. can't do that i'm just going to run down the the, the plot the plot points and tie this off and then we'll we'll talk about everything so luke still makes his sacrifice sacrificial duel on crate and instead of it kind of pe- people remembering it as the night that luke skywalker died it was the night that luke skywalker returned and now people are starting to rise up all across the galaxy. Snoke, then you still get the dead speak because Snoke would still return and spread fear across the galaxy once more. Uh, Ray, who's gone into hiding. I haven't figured out where, but she's gone into hiding, uh, is has started to be guided by Luke's force ghost. This is how you get him back um, in order to channel and control the chaotic force energy within her. Her new mission is to travel to Korriban to tap into dark side powers to accelerate her jedi training which would actually achieve a true balance in the force which is the only thing that can really rival what snoke is ray at this point would then convert her staff into the yellow lightsaber while she's under luke's jedi training kylo would continue his path of killing the past up until he tries to go against snoke and comes up against the sith eternal on exegol so we'll keep all that nonsense uh and instead of it being supreme leader snoke it's now fallen will snoke um on exegol snoke is shown shows just how powerful he is uh because he's able to remove force sensitivity from anyone and anything he demonstrates this by removing the force sensitivity from kylo ren and getting him to fight against the knights of ren which he fucking loses badly um This is where you get to sort of establish the final order being not a planet-destroying effort, but more a planet-spark-draining effort. It's not so much, let's destroy every planet, let's kill everyone. It's, if we remove everybody who can attune into the Force, every last person, the Force is mine to control. That's what Snoke is aiming to do. It's not as plain as enslave everyone and make lots of money and it's not as chaotic as kill everyone and everything it is about direct control over people and their lives um kylo is now forced to work for snoke one final time in order to snuff out the light which is kill ray kill the resistance kylo does make it clear that once he's done he will come for snoke but snoke is not concerned about this he knows that he has kylo on a leash basically mm-hmm. As Kylo goes to do this mission, Darth Vader returns as a force ghost. Now, you can do this as either it's Vader or it's Anakin or it's half and half. Because right. actually I think half and half would be nice. It's like because you've had that Vader helmet iconography in The Force Awakens. I don't want it to go to waste. I would yeah. like it to be the very thing that he prayed to. It's here, but it's not as he remembers it it's it's not this symbol of totalitarian oppression it is a scared man hiding behind a mask it's it's more a true reflection of what kylo is than anything else right does that mean we're gonna get potato vader ideally that's what i'd like yeah i I think that's what you have to do and i think actually it would really work visually to have potato vader and the scarred and battered and bruised Kylo Ren as kind of like a we are one and the same. The echoes of my mistakes have carried on for generations. You know, my my son showed, pulled me back to the light side for sure, but then he lost his way and ultimately was gave himself up to try and rescue you. And now you, you Ben, you have a choice. You can come down my path. You can follow me into the abyss, or you can try and climb out. So I think that would be a really cool thing to do. Um, So Kylo and Rey's missions, essentially, are much the same. They're going to Korriban to the last remaining Sith Temple. Inside the Sith Sith Temple is apparently the true power of the Sith. Um, And we're talking about... We're not talking about the Sith Order. We're not talking about all the darts. We're talking about what was the core building blocks of the Sith as a belief as a not a struggle for power but sort of understanding how power can be directed and refined there are two people on korriban when kylo and ray get there think of of like opposite ends of a giant pyramid i guess um ray would come into contact with um a rogue member of the sith eternal and um, you would have Kylo Ren come into contact with Tor Valum, who would have been Darth Plagueis' master who was given the ability to cheat death from Snoke. Right. So, And those are the two characters you have. Essentially, they would be leading themselves to one another. They go through trials either side of the thing, but the final test is now strike down your recall. And that's, that's what leads to like, that Kylo Ren and Rey duel that, I want, that originally happened on um the ruins of the death star 2 i'm now putting it in the temple chambers of korriban okay simultaneously what's happening is poe's mission is now turn the stormtroopers against the first order and find finn because he he rescued him once before he now feels it's his duty to rescue him again now finn um when he was turned into captain the new captain phasma um Snoke had a little bit of an influence over this And awoke the force within him mm. Finn is now force sensitive And he's now carrying a lightsaber What more of a light staff I, I would like him to have like a Imagine a red version of the temple guard light staff Yeah Kind of like Because you know Phasma's got that big fucking cane For no good reason Yes Ima- Imagine if that was a lightsaber Red either side Right okay That That's now Finn's signature weapon It's basically like a a refined version of Maul, I guess. You're not going to give him the traitor stick? No, I, I, I thought about it. I did think about giving him the traitor stick, but I was like, no, I'd, I'd really like it if Finn was a awoken as well, because I think it would make, it would make a lot more sense after having him wield the blue lightsaber okay. that that's what he thought he was going to do and then he didn't have a chance to because he, you know, he's reclaimed by that side of the force. Because
1: everyone's so, got to
0: be woke, fucking millennial. Uh, yes i suppose so <laughs> um so you've got the two climactic duels that happen in the middle of the movie at the same time you've got Ray and kylo ren on korriban and, and then finn and the first order versus poe and the resistance which leads to you know two climactic duels um and i quite like the the rey kylo ren one to like really play into the force dyad because the thing that i didn't like about about the first sorry the last duel on that is that how fucking boring it was it was it was over too quickly it wasn't interesting where was the Anakin Obi-Wan choreography that's the first thing we bring back let's mix some crazy trippy shit in with it so like they're not only just fighting in the temple but they're using that force dire control to try and put each other into scenarios in which they would be uncomfortable to duel so like Say, for example, Kylo Ren would kind of like force push her back and suddenly they're fighting on Jakku, but it's all in their heads. Or um, Rey is able to incapacitate Ren and when he stands up, he's standing outside uh, the Jedi Temple that he burned down as a reminder of where he came from. I'd want to play with some really, like, kind of Doctor Strange trippy vibes in that fight. That'd be really cool. So, as you can imagine, obviously... Um, between In the, in the Poe, Finn won, Poe wins. Finn is able to break his mental block. And that's when you start having the thing of stormtroopers removing their helmets to fight for the resistance. And that would be like a shockwave that is felt across the galaxy. So, like, not all of them, because I think you have to have some kind of, you know, otherwise nobody's fighting anybody. There would be some that would remain loyal and obviously snuffed out by everybody else. Um, but you would see that moment of one would remove the helmet, then somebody else, and then an entire battalion, and then the tides are turned in the favour of the resistance. Whereas the Kylo Ren and Ray match is a stalemate. They actually find themselves being able to communicate both with the spirits of Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, and they show both of them that the battle is far bigger than either side, um, and that it's you know, the the only way to end the war is to find a true balance of the Force. It's to understand the Jedi way and the Sith way and how both are able to channel either side of the Force to, you know, get that balance. That's the only thing that can defeat Snoke. Um, Kylo is able to fix the bleed on his crystal. I don't know whether you've seen it. A comic came out recently that showed the cracked crystal inside Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Have you seen it? Uh, I haven't, no. It's a blue crystal, but with, like, these red veins all over it. Ooh. And I think it's the first time we've actually seen a bled crystal. Um, and obviously that's what makes it uh, unstable because it's got cracks running all through it. So I think if he fixed that, he would end up with a white semi-stable cross guard lightsaber. That'd be really cool. ray has got her yellow lightsaber at this point. Um, and then the Battle of Exegol is now simultaneous with battles over the entire known universe. But the only, the only people going to Exegol would be Finn, Poe, Rey and Kylo Ren and their groups. It's not, you don't get that final last ditch effort of every ship going to Exegol because I, I just think that was trying to be Avengers. It's it's now, you know, whatever Lando's doing, he's doing it near Cloud City. Whatever Ahsoka's doing, it's going on over there. All that, every, everything that should be happening across the galaxy is happening across the galaxy. It's the same scale as the Clone Wars. It's that kind of, you know, the Order sixty six moment. Yes. Imagine that, but we're we're winning rather than losing. Right. Okay. Um. So obviously Snoke is destroyed. the, the pair of the Force stay are between them means they can share the light and the dark respectively. They can attune. They, they can sort of tap into the Force and disable. Um, Snoke from being able to have an influence over life and death. You can still have a moment where he tries to drain the force sensitivity from them. You can still have an um, an I am all of the Sith and I am all of the Jedi moment, but it's it's both of those sentences are directed from Kylo Ren and Ray to Snoke. It's like Kylo Ren is all of the Sith, Kylo and Ray is all of the Jedi, and beyond that something more. And yeah, you'd find some kind of bullshit way. I've not really thought that much. About how hey, you would defeat Snoke. But it would be cool. And Snoke wouldn't use lightsabers. Snoke doesn't need it. Snoke can take them on. You know. He's he's the only person who could like grab a lightsaber in, in air. Like hold the blade of a lightsaber. And push it back with his hand. I think cool. that would be a fucking cool image. So the end is. Obviously Kylo would still die. And uh, I'm in two minds about that force healing. I really am. Because I like it especially when it's in the mandalorian but i thought it was really ham-fisted in rise of skywalker so i don't think you would have that moment i think you could still have that thing of like maybe maybe give the reylo fans something and give them that slightly romantic moment i don't know i haven't thought too much about that um, but the final scene is now no, no longer Ray going to Tatooine to bury lightsabers. It is Ray going to Act Two to seal Kylo Ren and Leia's lightsabers away. Um, this is where she happens on. She she thinks she's going to be alone on this planet, but there are pilgrims coming from all across the Republic and the First Order everywhere in between children from the outer rim children from you know ex stormtroopers who have laid down their helmets people from the republic who finally understand all this
1: brooms
0: kids with brooms essentially i'm retooling kids with brooms because i thought that was fucking silly um and they all flock to acto because they felt a call and an awakening within them that told them to come here and this is where You know, Ray basically concludes the series by going, you're not going to learn the ways of the Jedi. You're not going to learn the ways of the Sith. You will learn true balance in the Force. You will learn how to become a Skywalker. And that's where the rise of Skywalker is. Skywalker is an order named after Luke, named after Vader, the people who achieve the balance. It's back again. We've come full circle. We've improved the trilogy. What did you think of that,
1: Darren? I really think I should have gone first. <laughs> uh, it's probably the highest praise I can give it. That's really good. I like a lot. I like the reimagining of Snoke probably the most. Of just that is how you step it up in canon, and don't just run parallel to oh it's the Empire, but different. But how is it different? It's different. Um, so I like that. I, I liked. I-, I like the step up. I have questions of how brand new force in you know force baby Ray was raised there's questions there okay I, I can I can answer that okay. I can
0: answer that um, Ray exists in the form in which she appears in and has always existed in that form her memories right. are fictional so, ah, okay. so at the point you meet Ray in um, the force awakens she's probably only existed for about a year or two. She like the entire thing about her parents flying away on Jakku. It never happened. It's all fake. It's all fake. Every last bit of her history is fake. She's but she doesn't realize what she is. So she's made up a backstory that makes sense. Well, why am I here alone? I must have been abandoned. What is my purpose for existing? Well, maybe I'm part of a greater story. Then she hears about Luke Skywalker and she hears about the Empire and goes, well i must i must be a hero i must be going somewhere right. but none of it's true
1: she's inserted herself into that story so you've weaponized the mary soonness of the character to make it canon
0: yeah i'd like to think i've canonized the mary soonness of that character i've made it exist in the universe like the only reason that she is that as powerful as she is because i, I know that what ryan johnson wanted to do in last jedi although he did do it wrong was explain that lineage doesn't matter and anybody can be the most powerful person yeah and anybody can make the changes like yeah sure but but the whole point of the previous six films ryan was lineage it was that there are these groups of people the jedi and the sith that do that that was the point mm-hmm. so I, so i wanted to sidestep that and go yeah, they're still the point. They still exist. But the very thing they studied is what go
1: is what's going to unite them. Right. I like the wrapping up at the end of turning it into the Skywalker order. That makes a lot of sense. Balancing, I just, I liked all of it. And now I'm annoyed that <laughs> I really should have gone first. Uh... The only thing, I thought you were going to have a problem with what I did with Finn, because I
0: thought that might have been slightly too dark of a story that he breaks
1: free and then he's recaptured
0: and retortured no. and turned into
1: the tool i like it. you make him the pacifist you make him that that's a great way of it's a different type of hero for the star wars universe because every single person in star wars is a mass murderer <laughs> this is true every single one of them yoda mass murderer the baby yoda mass murderer <laughs> so if you could have a hero who doesn't do that and you know you hacksaw ridge him of just yes i'm in this situation but i'm not killing anybody because then that gives more impetus to if he does the suicide run that's him reaching a breaking point of like this is never going to end i guess the path of his life is not the way to go and you have him charging and 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 do that although it's ultimately futile that's good that shows character depth that shows progression that shows you know there's, there's even a chance for you to actually no i'm not going to give that away because that kind of builds into something that i'm going to do are you, were I, you gonna were you gonna say make fin and poe an item because I, i'm very open to that i just didn't write it uh no that's not what i'm saying uh okay, I, I, i'll fine. get to it in a second don't worry um but yeah i that was fantastic very well done let's get this wrapped up uh because <laughs> it's not a competition anymore so uh Mike, this always happens. We've never had an episode where both of us have gone all in on a concept and gone crazy. There's always one who's held back a little bit and one who's gone all in. Um, this has happened again. <laughs> and uh, oh, wow. you probably can tell that Mike wasn't the one who half asked it. Not that I half asked it. These are genuine picks that I think will improve things. But unlike Mike, a lot of stuff doesn't change plot-wise necessarily. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's, it's deeper fundamental changes that I want to make that I just felt was lacking from this new trilogy. So Force Awakens is basically the same. Uh, Last Jedi, basically the same. I'm trying to change character over plot because I think good characters can get you through any plot. Bad characters can't get you through anything, really. So that's where I'm going to change. That was the key change that I wanted to make. Sure. So here we go. The first thing we're going to do, it is my one piece of recasting. I've recharacterized a few people, same actors, just playing slightly different roles. This is the only recasting I'm doing. And I'm sorry, Daisy Ridley. I am. I like you and I think you're fine. But I, I just never really, I, I don't feel she really had the, the acting chops necessary to, to be up to the same level that we saw with, Adam Driver with, what have I forgotten, every other actor's name, um, Oscar Isaacs. And we've, oh, my God, John, uh, Boyega. John Boyega. There we go. So they're roughly the same age. And I've just seen more out of this actress that I think they would be better suited for the part. We're swapping out Daisy Ridley and we're putting Karen Gillan in. OK. I think they're it's roughly Brit, the same age. It's a Brit
0: for a Brit. I'm OK It's a Brit that. for
1: a Brit. I'm not changing that bit. She is slightly older. She's 32 as opposed to Daisy Ridley. who's now 28. So there's a bit of a difference. But, I mean, it doesn't look like there's four years difference between the two of them, does there? No. Uh, and I've just seen Karen Gillan in so many more things, particularly as Nebula, where I feel like she can play that tortured side that we want for Ray. For the conflicted side just comes through a lot stronger, in at least in, in the evidence I have of Karen Gillan doing that. Now, when I mentioned this to Rachel, she was like, well, didn't you want everyone to be unknown? Isn't that, like, the point of the soul Wars thing? I was like, well, back then, if Force Awakens, when Force Awakens comes out, Guardians of the Galaxy had come out just beforehand. But, I mean, prior to that, she'd only really done Doctor Who. So I wouldn't really say she was, like, a global megastar, you know? She'd done as much stuff in terms of, you know, mainstream as Oscar Isaacs has done. So, and, you know, Adam Driver was chiefly on... um sitcom that i can't remember it's called oh like,
0: god what was he on um, girl something like that I can't yeah remember.
1: girl isn't it I think it's just called girl yeah or so, girls it's one of the that's two it. so I, I feel like that's not too much of a controversial pick i just feel like that's the change i want to make again um it's probably been very harsh on on daisy ridley it's just you gave me open house to do what i wanted and this is the only the recasting i'm doing the other two things I'm changing are recharacterizations, not recasting. So, yeah, re- recharacterizations are fine. I did that with Finn, so it's all good. Oh, 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 well, hold on to your hat. Uh, Snoke is not going to be Snoke, he can be called Snoke initially, but he's not Snoke. We're going with what we all thought he was. He's Darth played just the wise. Fair enough. I just think that is just that legitimizes him, that canonizes him. It doesn't make him just some weird stewie griffin after chemotherapy in a gold <laughs> bathrobe that's just not what we're doing here
0: i oh, God, we're that plush a... toy when you no, said like, toy.
1: so cursed i should have brought it he <laughs> it would only mean a slight bit of redesign character wise to make him look more like a mun which is part of the if you look um uh, he's part of the separatists there's a mun on the council of separatists in episode 3 He's got the long ass, tall skull, a bit like Kiardi Mundi, but like his face is proportionate to the size of his head, not just down here with a giant foot. Um, so that's all we're changing. It's still Andy circus. Oh shit! Sorry,
0: I just I just remembered um, you 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 could bringing in like the races into something. I was going to say that like one of the members of um on on Korriban in, in my thing either either the Sith Eternal or um. Plague his master, was going to be a Zepho and then that way you tie the game in. That would have
1: been fucking Ooh. cool. Sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting yours. You carry on. Very nice. Um, yeah, so we're just going to make him a money. It's still Andy Serkis, it's still him doing the role. That's fine. So this now leads me into point 2A and point 2B, in changing him from just a puppet of the Emperor into Darth Plague the boys. Mm-hmm. And yes, we will have a reversion of the um, the tragedy of Darth Plague is the wise way. It's the tragedy of nice. Darth um, Sidious. Um, it, it, so basically, he survived being uh, the attempted murder on him by Palpatine. He survived that. We don't really go into how exactly he did that. There's, that's why he's scarred to fuck. Well, he's, yeah, because was, he was able to cheat death. Yeah, he got through it somehow. We don't we don't need to go into that. I'm sure there'll be time comics that would deal with that for us. Just that's all you need to know. It's the, this is the guy that trained the Emperor. We've gone one up. It's basically the Jinpachi move from Tekken 5. i <laughs> I've like, if what Kazuya was bad, me Hechoyi. If I Hechoyi was bad, me Jinpachi. Oh, my God. I'm not saying that Snoke has a giant, cheap um, mouth on his stomach that he shoots fireballs out of. But if that's what you'd like to imagine, that's over to you. Um, <laughs> quick, quick side note. I have been playing Tekken 7 this week. Um, uh...
0: And honestly, I can actually beat the final boss. Like, this is not a Gympachi situation.
1: I can kick Kazumi's ass, and that's good. That feels is this, good. Is this the one with Nancy in it as well? Or is Nancy Tekken 6? I think Nancy might be Tekken 6. Because Tekken 6 though. was a wasn't it? Yes, it was a but then Who before was that, prick. you occasionally got to fight Nancy the robot. And Nancy was the worst. Um, but well done on sticking through Tekken 7, which broke the all-odd-numbered Tekken's a good streak. So that was annoying uh anyway uh f- oh lucky chloe uh um <laughs> worst things ever happened to fighting games uh, right point two a is that he so there's a there was a line in the force awakens that i had never felt they built on which is where kylo's talking to the helmet of darth vader and he's like show me as you did before or something along those lines i'm paraphrasing mm. and, and they never really built on that i'm gonna say that Darth Plagueis is using his very extra special force powers to make Kylo see versions of Vader and Palpatine. So that's how you get them back in. You don't have literally have Palpatine turn up in, 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 uh, Rise of Skywalker. You have them appear as like force ghosts, but they're not actually force ghosts. Cause we know that Darth Vader as a force ghost looks like Hayden Christensen, mm. not Darth Vader. So those are the voices that were turning him against Luke was, Across the galaxy, Darth Plagueis was literally planting the visions in his head of him seeing the Emperor, of him seeing Darth Vader. That's a nice bit of fan service. That's how you get into it. You only hinted it in The Force Awakens. You kind of legitimize it when we get into um, The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Point 2B is he felt this very strong Force presence enter the, the universe and he thought, because he was just in closer proximity to it, and because he was using his powers, that it was Ben Solo, which is why he tried to change it. We, of course, know that it was actually Rey. We're keeping her as a Palpatine. Um, we're not bringing Palpatine back for the Rise of Skywalker. It's going to be Darth Play just the whole way through. We'll get him out of The Last Jedi somehow. We'll have him badly injured or whatever. He can cheat death. We can figure that out later. You can even have him in the big um, GLaDOS arm thing in uh, Rise of Skywalker. That's fine. It's just not going to be the Emperor. Mm. Um so he, you know, felt this great power, thought it was Ben, trained him. The second you have that fight on Killer base, Plague just realises, oh, I'm wrong. He immediately jettisons Ben Solo as a project. He's now just using him as bait to get closer to Rey so that he can start to turn her. Mm. So he doesn't care about Ben. And it's just part of the, the plot line of Ben being feeling he's been abandoned by those that love him. You kind of get to that at the end of The Last Jedi, of him kind of, Basically pushing him out of the first order. You would then have Kylo. That's why that brings out the Knights of Ren. Kylo kind of goes more rogue. He's not acting as the supreme leader of the of the um first order. He's gonna be replaced in that role. It's instead he's now gone rogue and he's still trying to kill Ray as like a way to worm himself back into Darth Plague's affections. So that is part two. Point three, this is the one that's the shakiest. But I just feel we should have taken... it's Okay, taking the opportunity is a horrible way to phrase this. But the tragedy that happened to Carrie Fisher, you had a way right there. It may have delayed the film. You had a way to write her out physically of Last Jedi. Right at the start, you have that happen. And that can then be an effective character thing for something to build with with Kylo Ren going forward. I just think... Bless them for sticking to their guns, but they knew what they were then going to have to stick. You know, they knew the rod they were making for their own back when it came to Rise Skywalker, and as admirable a job that they did of getting around that, they really did. Future generations may not even realise what happened. I just think you had an opportunity there. Yes, it might have required rewrites and it might have required you know delaying the film a little bit, but it still made a lot of money. I'm sure they would have been fine. I just think you take that opportunity, and that's what we're going to do now. We're going to have a blown up in the um at start of last jedi and she's going to die in space that beautiful shot of her in ice is where it's going to stop we're not going to have a superman herself back into the ship it's just gonna end Mm. you can still have her be a presence throughout the rise of skywalker um which is we're going to get to that in a second so this kind of leads on to my fourth thing the dyad is established much earlier it's hinted at basically at the start of the Rise of Skywalker. You can even have Luke be the one to explain it. And we're going to get rid of any romantic thing. It's like you said, it's, a, it's the Force attempting to balance itself. And you can write it as, because Luke has cut himself off from the Force, essentially. You can even have it as, other than Plagius, who is kind of above all this. You might even nick your wheels idea, if you don't mind. He, Kylo Ren and, and Ray are so powerful because they're essentially the last two powerful in-tune force users in the whole galaxy. Yeah. And that is what has created the dyad. It is something that has, you know, the force has kind of concentrated itself into these two beings. And that is what is bringing them into kind of contact with each other. Yeah. I still think you have all that exploratory stuff of, you know, the passing of the items between the two of them and both of them acknowledging this pull towards each other, despite the fact neither of them particularly like it, they can't ignore it. We're going to oh, yeah. remove that romantic part of it. Cause I just don't feel you know, John Boyega was right. It just didn't feel right at the end for the end to have a kiss, considering that the day previously they were desperately trying to kill each other on top of the Death Star. Hmm. It's just such a just such a like bad twist to the side. I just don't. It's so jarring a thing. I know they wanted to do it for shipping reasons, but they didn't give themselves time to do that.
0: No, you I think, could, uh, I think but, you're right. It's more got to be about the redemption of Ben Solo than it is about their romantic relationship it
1: just doesn't sit well with me i think if you want to do that that's fine but you've got to really that's a very difficult thing to have to write i just think yeah, get rid of that you have that and it's it's more it's more of a sibling thing and you can still have you know layer play a part in the kind of on that fight in the death star you just reveal basically we're gonna have that anakin versus overall level choreography and kylo's just like what the fuck how are you this good and they're having this blinding lightsaber fight, which we didn't have in the two previous movies because she was untrained. Mm-hmm. You then reveal that through being a Force ghost, Leia has been the one training her. So that's how you make it you know, important. She reveals that to Kylo. You have the Ben moment as she reaches out to the Force because she is a Skywalker. She may not have trained as a Jedi or finished the training anyway, but you still have that. That means you only need to have um, some... No, piece together either old footage of Carrie Fisher saying the word Ben, or you get um, Billy Lord to do it and you just modulate it a little bit to make it sound like Leia, you still have the bit of them you know, the flashback to Luke and Leia training that's how you do that, they having to die, is the revelation that she's been trained by Leia and Leia is still contactable and can be a part of Ben's life, that's what causes that kind of, before Ray stabs him, yeah, that's how you get Ray that, okay, so now that's kind of oh that's not it for the major things because i lied of course we're making finna power a thing yay it's important to do this as we said at the time the only way we're going to get past all this you know kind of touch paper being light of like, oh how can there be gay people in star wars the only way you're going to do this is through normalization i know we both say this as cripplingly straight cripplingly white guys <laughs> oh can i change my twitter bio to to exactly that <laughs> cripplingly straight and cripplingly white <laughs> absolutely um <laughs> we we, could, we it, it's important that you normalize it and the way you do that especially for younger generations is you put it in the media that they consume and the more you consume that and the more they see it in a positive light and how it's not like a big deal the last of us Two, by the way is doing a fantastic job of doing this i know that game's not for kids but it's doing a fantastic job of of that but we'll talk about that when we eventually get to review it in a few months time, but still mm. it's, uh, I want to be able to normalize it and you put it in star Wars. Now, Disney, I get it, are a bit scared of this because they are, you know, a gigantic company that seemingly holds Christian values. Cause that sells best to, you know, the highest and widest population they can in America. I get that. So I feel like it's another thing you're going to have to get over when we put it into Disney animation movies, when we get into pure Disney stuff. This isn't pure Disney stuff. Marvel apparently is already going this direction. The second they got rid of Ike Perlmutter, Kevin Feige went, right, we're having all the, um, what's it called? Uh, all the uh, diversification that we can. The Eternals is going to have the first um, openly gay superhero in Marvel. is going to have the first um, superhero played by um, a handicapped actor as well. We're diving straight into that business. Where better to put it than in Star Wars? So we're going to make it a thing, of course we are, and that's why we don't need the romantic subplot of Kylo and Rey, which going to detract from the Finn and Poe thing. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't really gone into the minutia of how we would get there. It would just be a gradual thing, and it's not going to be like a, you know, having to confront the fact that they're gay is not the thing. It's just being treated as, you know as a normal romantic subplot would be treated like a hat, layer and hand type of thing it's not that they're like oh but we're so scared of coming out because it's star wars people have sex with aliens it's not a deal it's yeah, fine and how rising has sex with everything exactly so you don't need to have that approach of that's the that's the plot is them coming out or one of them you know coming out because the other one's clearly already going so how,
0: how early on would you have that subplot prop up? Would you have it in Force Awakens, like almost straight away? Or would you reveal no. it in Last Jedi, like in uh, the original trilogy, that kind of
1: thing? It's going to be a Last Jedi thing. I think you have them. I, I think we're not really touching Force Awakens at all. And I think that's where that started, the bromance of them. We're just going to take that from bromance to romance. We're going to take that next step over the course of Last Jedi. And I, I would ideally have them early on in Rise of Skywalker, that relationship is up and running. It's not the end. I know I want them. I want to, I want to kiss in the last Jedi and I want them by the time we get to rise Skywalker, they are a couple. So when you have that whole, you know, we're in charge of the rebellion, it's not like, Oh, it's just two bros. You know, we're going to run the rebellion together, the resistance. Sorry. We're going to, we're going to run it as a couple. It's going to be great. So that's my, that's my key thing. I think is needed not so much for the benefit of the movie. I think it would be great. It gives them both something to do. I think it's important for historical significance that we just pull our finger out, we be brave, we don't be cowards, and we just get on this train and start. You know, the second this goes in there, it normalizes it. People get used to it. It can then, if Star Wars is doing it, everybody can do it. This opens up out of use for so many other films to not be scared and think, oh, if we put two gay characters into a film, it might affect the box office, it might affect reputation, anything like that. That's not the world we live in. We just need someone to be brave enough to do it in the first place. Why not Star Wars? It's still going to make all the money. Don't worry about it. <sighs> right. Those are the big changes. The next one's are more small scale. Okay. Um, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to move Rose Tico forward. We're going to have her turn up in The Force Awakens and she's going to be Of character throughout the trilogy because i think because we're getting rid of the romantic subplot with um finn because obviously we don't need that he's already got a a romantic subplot but we can change her character now i like your idea so much of finn the pacifist i'm going to steal it
0: and instead
1: (laughs) we're going to give all of her kind of all of his badass moments of like in all the storm troop and stuff we're going to give that to rose Tico. we're also going to introduce her sister uh what is her name uh tulip tico is going to be um that's actually her name no i can't remember what it is i just picked a flower um oh, <laughs> i'm gonna look it up uh I'll, I'll do it you carry on okay um i don't know if even said her name anyway we're gonna bring her in we're still gonna have her as like an engineer and it's going to be her kind of rising up her sister still dies at the start of last year. Die. And it's her kind of taking more ownership of her story, because I think the Canto Byte thing, which is by far and away the most problematic thing in the whole trilogy, I think from what they were trying to achieve of showing like you know the shades of grey, which is series this trilogy will be all about of like yes you're seeing all the high life, but I'm from you you make her from Canto Byte, you make her reluctant to go back there, but it's important because she knows her way around, she knows how to get into these casinos without being seen. You just say, I'm from this planet. And when you have Finn go, but it looks so amazing, you have her go, let me show you where I used to live. And you show the shitty underworld of Kanto Bite. And because you've introduced this character before, and you know her story more because she was in um, The Force Awakens, I think it just means more. And people are then more in tune with this character because she's not just there to you know, be a fawn in the side of the budding um, finn and ray relationship that some people were backing you you don't get rid of that she's her character development is not about being there for finn or the whole you save the ones you love it's about her taking ownership and rising above what the situations of her birth were you have her just become a badass for the resistance so that's what we're going to do we're going to try our best to redeem the rose tico character because it's just such a toxic thing around that whole thing i feel so bad for the actress because it wasn't her fault it was just bad plotting bad timing just the wrong character at the wrong time
0: we're going to try and redeem that yeah she did the best with what she was given
1: absolutely
0: like no bad feelings of kelly Kelly marie tram whatsoever it's it was in johnson's hands he was the one who who really flubbed that entire plot line
1: by the way her sister was page tico that well-known flower of page why are we just introducing all these normal names? It's Star Wars for God's sake! Don't call them Rose and Page. God, Um You're not Luke to be fair. I, okay, one exception, but fine. Um, okay, seven. This is another recharacterization. Now I haven't read into all of the canon of whether this happens, but I'm pretty sure this is a character we're picking from legends that we're adding into this film. We can do whatever the hell we want. I don't know if he turned up in Rebels by this point. I don't know. But we're going to drop the DJ character. And instead, they're going to meet a blue skinned, red eyed alien in the prison underneath Cantobite, who's <laughs> a former Imperial guy, played by Richard E. Grant. It's going to be Grand Admiral Thrawn. No, uh,
0: they did Thrawn. They did Thrawn in Rebels.
1: I know, but did he die in Rebels? I'll look it up You whilst you talk about it. Hopefully, he didn't die. Because then we can just say he found his hard luck after the end of the Empire. He's been, you know, trying to lay low as best he can. He's just in jail. He'll have very long hair so we don't all imagine, you know, automatically pick up that this is Thrawn. You have him escape. You have him come back into the good graces of the First Order by delivering the traitors to um, Darth Plagueis in this case. And he just takes over the Rich D. Rich D. Grant still exists as he did in Rise of Skywalker, but he's just playing Grand Admiral Thrawn instead of Random old imperialistic guy number seven. That's how I think you kind of legitimise that character. Again, it's like you said, it's not for the casual audiences. They won't really care. But if you bring back dark plays the wife for the fans, why not bring back Thrawn as well? I'm pretty sure in canon he's not dead. And like I said, we can kind of do what we want. If he hadn't been in Rebels before. Uh, the Last Jedi came out He's not going to be in Rebels It's more important that he's in the films And this is where he is now Was he dead, Michael?
0: I'm still trying to find out He has got a long history even in canon Oh he, boy. he met Anakin Skywalker at one point I didn't even know that
1: Bloody hell And you can say, like, well, wouldn't he be like old as fuck? It's like, well, he's an alien He can grow at different speeds it's Fine, he can just look like Richard E. Grant in blue Because I think Richard E. Grant would actually be a pretty good choice to pray throughout. Yeah, but, uh, and, and aged up as well That would really yeah. work so we're going to do that as long as he doesn't clash too badly with canon um okay you might have to, you might have to keep going i cannot find out if he died or not jesus um we're going to streamline the most irritating plot point in um the last jedi of the stupid holdo plan that just she just basically caused a problem by just not telling poe what the plan was we're going to change that and it's just going to be a clash of ideals. Poe knows what the plan is and he still doesn't like it. He wants to go on the offensive. So you just have that be a clash of ideals that kind of leads to the rising tension upon the um upon the resistance staff fighter. You can still have him trying to overthrow Holdo. You can have okay, obviously Leia's not around, so you have to have someone else can pop up to stun him instead of Leia, I haven't figured out who that is, maybe I'll steal one of your ideas and put Zori Bliss in this early. Someone will do that too and to kind of stop that, and you still have the rest of the plot. It just, it's just so asinine and backwards. It made no sense for what Holdo did to you know, hold back that information, other than just, well, your rank doesn't mean you get it. So she risked mutiny just based on ranking. That's stupid. We're going to get rid of that, and it's just going to be a clash of ideals from the get-go. Uh, number nine, we're gonna have. I don't. I and I. I think Mark Hamill is in agreement with here. I don't like that Luke Skywalker was angry. That doesn't really feel that that's emotion. It really in Luke Skywalker's wheelhouse. You can't get angry, but it's oh, times of high emotion. That's not like his default. I think you make him sad, and you make him just done with it in general. Not angry at the Force, and angry at the idea of the Jedi and all this business. You're just making beat down and sad and just done with it. Of just like, it all the cycle happened again. Nothing we do can stop it. I'm just done. I'm I'm miserable. I'm living out my sad little life here. I cut myself off. We're getting rid of all the drinking of the weird seal milk. We're getting rid of that. He's just going to be sad. He's just going to be like, just a browbeaten, beaten, over the hill, past it Jedi. who's just trying to be a recluse. That's my idea there, because it just if, it, if Mark Hamill was against it, I feel like we need to at least rethink what we're doing there. And I think then that's better because that's we've seen Luke be sad when Obi-Wan dies and Leia has to come and comfort him. That's the energy I'm speaking of. It's just a man who's just seen it all happen again. And he's, he's, he's ashamed of what he did. He's embarrassed by what he did as well. Those are the negative emotions we're going to pull through, not anger, not just being bitter and just shouting at Ray for no good reason. I think that's how we're gonna hopefully appease Mark Hamill and make him happier. Finally, yeah, no, that
0: seems like a good idea.
1: Also, it turns
0: I can't find anything about Thrawn dying. Apparently, in Rebels, I must not have watched this far. He was taken into the um, oh, what's it called, the the of a cu- of a fucking tentacle monster, and was never seen again. I don't know okay, whether that so. means he died. You can retool that as he broke free and went into hiding. Done. Beautiful.
1: Number ten. Now this is one born out of Lego. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay, that's a great that's a great setup. In again, if the idea being that we want to distance this from being the Empire versus the Rebellion part two, we're gonna change the visual identity of largely the first order. We're going to leave the resistance kind of as it is. But in that first movie, they're going to be acting as the Republic, not the resistance. So they're going to look like what they used to. They're going to look like we're based it back on Coruscant. Leia is not the head of the resistance. She's the head of the new Republic. She still comes to uh Takadona. Um, that's the one with Maz Kanata's castle on it, isn't it? Yeah, it's Takadona, yeah. Yeah. She still comes there, but she's coming as part of a Republic envoy, not as the resistance. So because they're fighting the resistance that is the First Order? So they're going to look all bright and shiny and new. Now, eventually, you know, when they when they blow up the planet that the new Republic is on, thankfully, the leader wasn't there. Fantastic. That's when we switch them over into the resistance and we can have that look and feel to them. The First Order I don't like the fact they're just new stormtroopers. They're just so visually identical to the empire that they may as well just be the empire again. We're going to change them. We're going to make them the scrappy fighting force. They're going to be the guerrilla tactics. They can still, so their uniforms are less uniform. They're more cobbled together from what they had left over from the empire. So you can still have a bit of stormtrooper helmet here and there, but it's kind of like, you know, Ray, fashion those glasses, the, the visor she has, out of an old pair of um, Stormtrooper, like, lenses. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. It's kind of like that. It's it's more ramshackle. It's more, you know, they're the dirty fighting ones this time around. They're not gleaming and new, because where would they get the money? You just have them more scary. You have them more, like, these guys just pop out of nowhere. That first scene you have of the of the um, Force Awakens, where they just bum-rush a planet. That's their style. They don't come in all gleaming and new and kind of pound you from the air. They just turn up, set you on fire, beat you to shit, and fuck off. That's what I'm going with <laughs> for the First Order. They're less, like, militaristic. They're more guerrilla fighters. They just turn up and they do stuff. You can still have Stark killer base, just that's where all their resources are going. They're pooling all in that project, not having a brand new fleet of ships, and they've been shiny and new and looks all great. Mm. That's a new feature change. That is, of course, going to extend to the real problem for Lego. We're going to have new spaceships. It appalls me that we went a whole new trilogy and we basically had no new ship designs. Other than the Kylo, Kylo Ren um, TIE Fighter, which, of course, I own, it's, it's basically the same stuff. It's just TIE Fighters and X-Wings again. Y-Wings are there. A-Wings are there. TIE Bombers are there. It's the same stuff. What did we get? We had the U-Wing which was more a Rogue One deal. We had the bombers from the start of Rise of Skywalker. So The uh, Last Jedi. Was that it? Or had the hunchbacked um, at There's nothing new. Why would you make a new Star Wars trilogy and not have, you know, say what you want about the prequel trilogy. Look at all the new spaceships they introduced, all the new land vehicles they introduced. They went crazy for it. That's what we want. You can show it as an evolution, because if you look at episode three, you have the um, the clone uh, ships that are flying alongside Anakin and Obi Wan are quite clearly what led to the X wing fighters. That's mm. fine. Republic command ships obviously became star destroyers. It's fine to show lineage. You just got to change it up. So the new thing replacing the X wing is going to be the Star wing. So it's kind of going to take what that um, the little flaps on the clone ship, the ones that hover like a fly's wing. Yeah. So they're going to be locked in place. They're going to look kind of like the, the Nova ship from Guardians of the Galaxy, but still with that elongated bit at the front. But they would have a star-shaped back thing at the back that would, like, when it's flying, would all clip together nicely like a, an X-Wing would when it's in, like, the speed mode. But when it comes out, it doesn't come out like an X. The two... This is very hard to describe in an audio medium. The two wings stay stable, but then four guns pop up into kind of a six-pointed star setup. It's yeah, going to be cool. It's going to be gleaming new, it's going to look spectacular. It's going to look like the starship of the new republic. They've got all the money, they've got all the manufacturing power. There's no need for it to be like, you know, scrappy. It looks beautiful. You can show them getting progressively beat up as they become the resistance, but when you first see them they are gleaming and new and fantastic and mwah. they show which side won the war. You would then change it up for the TIE fighter which becomes something called the strike fighter which kind of looks like it's been cobbled together from bits of TIE Fighter, but it's more kamikaze. So you'd have the front of it, still have the the window design of a TIE Fighter, but it would be red tinted glass. And it's kind of in a dome shape. It's kind of shaped like a Nerf um, rocket, the thing you used to throw at each other. It's got a big bulky bit at the front and then all of its engine is long and thin behind it. Um, It's got a few guns on it that kind of pop up and come back in. It's just got one big fuck off engine at the back. And the way they beat people is not necessarily by firing through them. They just charge at things full speed and just smash through them. So it's got a reinforced <laughs> front so they can just play through things. Because that's what the First Order is. It's not like a scalpel. It's a sledgehammer. They're not here to, like, you know, delicately beat you with their technology. They're just going to smash straight through your goddamn ship and, you know, let you deal with the con- consequences. That kind of sums up the new style of the First Order. Those two ships are the only ones that are going to show lineage. We're not going to have a Y-Wing kind of pull through. We're going to have a brand new design for the bomber, a brand new design for what replaces the A-Wing, brand new design for the TIE bomber, etc., etc., etc. We're still going to have a full fleet of ships. They're just going to look completely different and brand new. These are the only two that you can kind of pull through. Because I get the idea. They want to keep X-Wing and TIE fighters because they're recognisable. They sell merchandise. There's a legacy there. I get that. But I think it's just... Uh, try something new and from a distance it can still look like its tie fighters fighting x-wings you know they're still quite similar in a lot of ways but it's brand new it's something different it's something interesting that you can put into the video games you can put into lego i'm not saying i did this only so i could own more lego kids but i just <laughs> think it was the lazy option they took in why have a universe full of magical space possibilities and just stick to the same designs we've had for nearly 40 years yeah But more importantly, it's got a new hat. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I was going for. And those are my 10 changes. You noticed I got most passionate about the one that directly correlates to Lego. But that's just me. Um, So, yeah, those are the 10 things I would change about Star Wars. I liked it. That was really good. It all makes
0: sense. I think you tried to salvage more of what was already in there than I did. I (laughs) think I was a little bit more cutthroat about what had to go. I especially actually kind of like what you did with Rose. I think that makes a lot more sense. It's that, and, and, and I liked that the most because that felt like an echo of what they were doing with princess Leia
1: mm.
0: of like, yeah, sure. They turn up and the rescue, her, but she's the one brandishing the good and firing.
1: Yeah. And I think that just means she can, especially if you're taking your pacifist idea for, for Finn, I think that can really kind of help that. Is that when you need to have those action scenes? So say when they're escaping bite on the horse, he's the one <laughs> driving the horse. He's the one, <laughs> he's the one manoeuvring and kind of you know doing that stuff. Rose is the one on the back with the gun shooting. You could even have that mad charge towards the um, the atat the, the 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 cannon thing stay, but instead of saying you know you do it to help the ones you love, it's like she can say that's not you. You're a pacifist. I don't want, don't change who you are because of them. Don't change out of fear. I stopped you from becoming someone you aren't. Boom, done. You've changed that scene. It's still essentially the same. You don't have to change that much about it, but it makes more sense to what she is as a character, of her not allowing, you know, those who don't want to be involved in this fight get dragged into it. She's going to be the fight. That's how you change it. I think it's not, inconceivable to save that character you've just got to make some changes i don't think she's a bad actress i don't think it's you know completely beyond saving it's just what was there was obviously bad it's one of most universally agreed upon things about the last jedi is that that character was badly mishandled you just give it another chance you put it in earlier and then she feels like part of the crew at the end you have that three-way hook between finn poe and ray it wouldn't now feel out of place for rose to be in there as well
0: Mm that's true
1: that and that's i think i think we've both touched upon the themes
0: of unity that felt lost in that trilogy yeah Be- because you know you kind of got you got the sense of it in the force awakens and then it was just the ray story it was the Rey show featuring all these other characters that just stand and stare in awe there was no there was no sense of people working together which was really annoying
1: I just thought, you can still have Poe Dameron have his X-Wing, because it is the only... As a West Bromwich Albion fan, I'm usually against anything black and orange, but his, <laughs> top, his X-Wing is the only good black and orange thing that ever existed. So I think you could have him as the one-off saying, no, I like it old school, but yeah so that was just that just popped into my head of oh but that one's quite cool I that, like would that, also, that, that would also that would also
0: work with his character as just kind of like a why are you using this old hunk of junk it's like this is what i learned to fly and it's what i'll continue to fly like kind of like a bit of a, a hothead situation
1: yeah his mom was in the rebellion just to have it be hers oh so god that's really good he keeps it but then when you have that scene of him flying over the water on takagona it's him leading the starfighters they all turn. I literally just remember they're all called Starfighters. the Star Wings. That's what I meant to say. So you have his X Wing, and it's so you can pick him out because he's the only one flying an X Wing. But you'd still have all these Star Wings come out, and it's just it's something new and cool and Legoable. <laughs> Legoable, <laughs> something that can make cool Lego sets. That's all it's we all really I care about. To be fair, I am about to spend 130 pounds on the new Atat that's coming out in August, but that's Jesus. just that that's that, 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 i'm nearly finished then mike i just need them to redo the clone dropship, and then i'm done i'm <laughs> done don't
0: they like haven't they done anything for the mandalorian in yeah Lemire? they've
1: got the razor crest and it's it's but i told rachel i'd only buy two more michael i can't buy a third
0: oh the razor crest is such a cool ship though
1: i know i know don't tell me i haven't got enough room michael i'm at critical massages <laughs>
0: oh god um yeah so so those are those are our ideas for fixing the sequel trilogy do you like darren's 10 point plan to improve what is already there or do you like my butterfly effect rewrite that uh, tries to make something that is more thematic with the universe rather than retool what exists please let us know in the comment which ones you prefer uh, you can also let me know on twitter at that mike owen and also on instagram you can let Darren know that he won on Twitter and Instagram under at the Guttridge, or you can go and visit us on our website foulent. That's f sorry no, uh, to write in the comments there, or let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the username Fallynt, that's foulent. That's f o u l e n t. Who you think won this episode? Um, last week was our look over at what happened in the Pokemon. D- well, they weren't directs, were they? They were Pokemon presents. Yes. Uh, yes. So we're
1: going to be looking at what happened in those and what was revealed in those, as well as their thoughts on the Oil of Armor DLC. So you can go uh, listen to that. That is up now.
0: Uh, I don't know what's next after this, Darren. I'm assuming there's something coming. <laughs> We've got The Last of Us to review on the horizon. I feel that we might have to do like a two-part thing, as in like uh, you review The Last of Us and I review Ghost of Tsushima or something, because I there's just so much shit surrounding The Last of Us and Naughty Dog. I I, I don't think... I can do it i don't think I, I can
1: do it i get it i i am plowing through it at some speed because i have already booked the day off to play ghost of Tsushima, so i need to get the last of us done however my play style on the last of us is look at every single nook and cranny just in case there's one bullet there so it's <laughs> taking me a long long time but it is a very good game it's very very good but we'll talk about that in the full review hopefully coming up soon and hopefully there will be more media for us to consume and review coming up very soon. Well, the cinemas will be reopening Darren. So maybe Popscorn will make its return. Oh my God. I mean, they have just delayed Mulan and tenant again. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, you might want to listen to, because guess what is number one in the box office in America? What's that? It's Jurassic park. The world is good again. Nature Man, is healing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cause they can only play classic movies. And it was a straight <laughs> shoot between Jaws and Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park won. So, yeah, nature is healing. Everything's right with the world if Jurassic Park back to number one. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, God. Right, Can well... we review Jurassic Park? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, if it was re-released, we could technically count it in the top ten this year.
1: <laughs> Do you have four hours? Um... <laughs> <laughs> four hour review on just Jurassic Park 1 oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Beautiful. Oh, Thanks for God. listening,
0: everybody. Yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye. I would totally fucking review dressing Paul. <laughs> I mean, not even minute by minute, second by frame by fucking frame. <laughs>